the Morning Jam. Good Monday morning. It is a beautiful day, or it's going to be a beautiful day, starting out with a little U2 this morning. I'm Janet Rose. Thanks so much for joining us on this Monday. Did you have a good weekend? So much fun things to do over the weekend. We had a, a gathering at our house, which was a lot of fun. Enjoyed that and uh, started the world's biggest bonfire. You probably saw it wherever you are because it was a little too big, but that's okay. Uh, our text number is 434-248-0704. Keep it handy, as well as our uh, toll-free number, 866-916-3776. Here's your thought of the day for this Monday. Are you ready? One moment of patience in a moment of anger can save a thousand moments of regret. I tried to teach that to my kids. Some days I think I'm successful. Other days, maybe not so much. Hey, today is National Bologna Day or Bologna. It depends on if you're, it's tomato, tomato. Uh, We want to ask you this morning, what is the difference between Bologna and Bologna? Do you know the difference? Because there is a difference other than the fact that there's a Bologna uh, in Italy. I don't think there's a bologna in in Italy. But we want to ask you, what is the difference between bologna and bologna? Today is National Bologna Day, 434-248-0704. On this day in history, in 1911, Orville Wright remained in the air 9 minutes and 45 seconds in a glider at Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, setting a new world record that stood for 10 years. Now, if you've ever been to Kill Devil Hills, you might just think just the wind itself held it up there for a while. It is really windy there. We rented a house there one time. It was called Toad Hall, and it earned its its keep because there were little tiny frogs in the uh, hot tub. It was very odd, but it the wind blew all the time there, and that was right where Orville Wright did his thing. Uh, 1926, Harry Houdini's last performance takes place at the Garrick Theater in Detroit, Michigan. It's hard to believe he's still the the standard for even modern-day magicians, but he is. 1929, Black Thursday, the start of the stock market crash. Dow Jones uh, went down 12.8% that day. In 1973, John Lennon sues the U.S. government to admit the FBI is tapping his phone. They deny doing so. Mm, okay. They probably were. Uh, I'm probably I'm, doing it now. They, they're probably doing Well, they're not tapping his phone. They might be tapping Paul McCartney's, though. You never know. Uh, on this day in 1979, Guinness Book of Records presents Paul McCartney with a, a Rotem disc as the all-time best-selling singer-songwriter. 
I wonder if he still holds that record. I don't know. And then in 2021, Michael Jordan's 1984 Nike Air, they sell for $1.472 million at Sotheby's, a new record for sneakers at an auction from 1984. That's kind of crazy. We have birthdays today. Not a ton of celebrities' birthday, but we do have a few. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is turning 83 years old, probably best known uh, for his role in Scarface, but also his award-winning performance, uh, his Academy Award-winning performance for Amadeus. This was the scene that, uh, that helped him take that Oscar home. This was no composition by a performing monkey. This was a music I've never heard. Filled with such longing, such unfulfillable longing. It seemed to me that I was hearing a voice of God. Excuse me. And he just rips the page and walks off. (laughs) He was so moved, but not too moved. Uh, Also having a birthday today is Kevin Klein, 75 years old. How do you pick something for Kevin Klein, you just go with a fish called Wanda, I think. May I kiss you, Ken? No, you can't! A fish called Wanda. A smashing. Oh, dear. Comedy. <laughs> Never seen it. Well, you should see a fish called Wanda. It's pretty funny. Kevin Klein is an interesting soul. He's 75 years old today. And then uh, Bill Wyman, uh, bassist for the Stones, turning 86, also had uh, somewhat of a solo career. Here's a little bit of that. But that's so easy to do. And I wouldn't want to spoil anything with you. Because you and me is heaven found. There you go. There you go. Uh, 434-248-0704. That is our text number. We're asking you uh, today uh, to, to celebrate National Bologna Day. Do you eat bologna? I'll eat like fried bologna, yes. Do you? I, I was really surprised when they did bologna biscuits at, um, at Biscuitville. They do bologna... And like fried bologna biscuits? I guess. I don't I don't know. I've never eaten bologna I mean, on a biscuit, so I have no idea. My boys love German bologna, I will say. They love it. My dad will always fry bologna, and I, I can eat that. Right. I think most people have eaten it at some point. Well, apparently there's a difference between bologna and bologna. We want to know what the difference is. Uh, Gizmo says... Bologna is a meat sausage, and bologna is a satire of the truth in someone's interpretation. Gizmo's a bologna snob, apparently. All right. Uh, Nick says fat content. All right. Well, we'll we'll see who's right about so, that. My guess is one's more right than the other. Pro- probably, but they may both be a little bit right. I hope you're right, Gizmo. <laughs> That's what you're hoping for. Fingers crossed. I've uh, got lots of stories to, to cover today. I will say I will not be doing a uh, bologna five and dine. That's not going to That's not gonna happen. Just cut it up a little bit. Throw it on the fryer. Frying yeah. pan. Cook it. Flip. flip when I was done. a kid, though, my favorite thing on Sundays was to come home. And then, now I was, lived in Tennessee then, and Valleydale was the big processor. And they made a little tiny roll of cracker bologna and it tasted very different than 
regular, you know, and, and it would fit on a, a Ritz perfectly. And so we would have that with our cheese. And, and then I moved here. Fancy. And they don't have that. They don't have that in Virginia. And I don't know why. Um, had a texter say, I just found out that uh, Trump and I share the same horoscope sign. Uh, he is June 14th. I'm June 9th. Gemini. Okay. That's a little concerning because I am also a Gemini. <laughs> no! No! Say it isn't so. Good morning, Janet Rose. <laughs> you share your, your horoscope sign with Trump. Oh, that's a little, that's a little horrifying. I'm sorry. I mean, this, they seemed happy about it. I'm not really happy. Maybe I'm the good twin. <laughs> Maybe that's how that happy works. Happy Monday. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so he said, oh, say it. Is it so? No baloney five and dine. No. No, we're not going to be doing that. Not today. So I'll have a good five and dine for you, but not that. Okay. Horror struck at the grocery store. Hit me with it. I'm getting text from all over saying that there's no Duke's mayonnaise. What? No Duke's. I have a big jar in my fridge. Well, I'm out. And so this is like threat level midnight at my house. This is not good. So Golden Face maybe stole all <laughs> maybe uh, stole all, all of the Duke's the, mayo. All the Duke's mayo. And, I'm getting I'm getting appeals from like in the valley over towards Stanton. So we've got APBs out on. Uh, so yeah, if you see any Duke's, Duke's mayo, text us. Well, F and L's hooking me up, but I mean they can only do so much. I know. And the holidays are coming, so little panic today. So I've got that going on. And I've got the same horoscope as Trump, so I'm just a little bit and nervous. And you got to deal with me. Oh, I love you, though. It's all good. Uh, we're going to go to break. We'll be back with our answer to our Mind Jam trivia. And a little bit later on the show today, we're going to have a, a guest host in about 7 o'clock. Looking forward to that. That's going to be fun, too. And we're just going to look forward to spending this Monday with you. I'm Janet Rose. You're listening to The Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. We are the Morning Jam. My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say. Cause Oscar Mayer has a way with B O L O G N A. Oscar Mayer, the first name in Bologna. Uh, How's that? How's that? <laughs> I grew up with that little kid. He was just fishing, having the best time. And today is National Bologna Day. We're asking you, what is the difference between Bologna and Bologna? Bologna, commonly known as Bologna in America. I'm just reading this, so don't fuss at me. Is Mortadella's white trash cousin. That's what they call it. End quote. End quote. They're both emulsion sausages, gizmo, made primarily from pork. That's where the similarity stops. Bologna is an inexpensive deli meat. Bologna is not inexpensive. I know because when I ask for the, the bologna that I want that my boys like, um, they bring it from the back. Almost like they're pulling a fine wine <laughs> from the cooler. 
2012 Bologna. That's exactly. Would you like to sniff the cork? There's no cork, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's the difference. It's known as Bologna in America, and it is Mortadella's white trash cousin, which really made me laugh. I enjoyed that part of it. So there you go. And no, there's not going to be any uh, bologna five and dine. Sorry, guys. We also have a lot of Geminis texting in this morning. So apparently it was uh, a very good month for many, many folks. So thanks for texting in with that. All right. A lot to talk about today. Stacey Abrams is back in the news. Of course, they had their uh, their big debate. That was online. Very interesting. Uh, one thing we learned about Stacey Abrams is she has uh, decided that abortion could be the solution for inflation. So, yeah, we'll we'll have that. We'll play that for you in a little bit. Uh, it's a very interesting theory that she has. Kind of a disgusting theory, but a theory nonetheless. We also have Fort Hood is no more. The Army is scrapping Fort Hood, and uh, they're renaming it. We'll tell you a little bit about... Uh, the late war hero that's going to be behind the military base's new name. I'm sure even as we speak, there are people trying to dig up dirt on him so that they can rename it again because uh, he looks like an old white dude and we can't have that. Um, self-checkout arrest has taken place at the Walmart. So it's finally happened. We've been talking for a while about how people are stealing when they're doing their self-checkout. Apparently, a lady got uh, arrested for not you know, scanning all of her stuff. We'll talk about that. A bipartisan focus group has actually agreed on something. What? What could that possibly be? We'll let you know a little bit uh, a little bit later on. Uh, inflation, big setback for retirement savings. Uh, a lot of folks are going ahead and retiring because their uh, retirement is, is tied to the stocks and a lot of their pensions are tied to that. So that's also wreaking havoc in the the workplace as well. We'll cover that in a little bit. Uh, MSNBC is very interesting. Uh, You know, I make myself watch all these different networks just so I can see what's being put out there. Uh, MSNBC is blaming racism for uh, the governor's popularity with Hispanics in Florida. Help me understand that one. At the same time, They're doing interviews on white replacement theory and how all conservatives hate Hispanics and illegal immigrants because they're fearful that they're going to replace people. So it's very conflicting. There's a lot of conflicting stories uh, going on there. News organizations like to contradict themselves? What? I I know. Shocking. (laughs) San Jose football player has died on a scooter. We had a couple of listeners text us in. Uh, Over the weekend, when I came in, I I saw some of these saying they're so afraid that's going to happen here locally, especially at Liberty. Yeah, this happened Friday. This was an 18-year-old freshman. Right. Their game actually got postponed. They postponed the game they were supposed to play this weekend, um, and he got hit by a a bus, a school bus, actually, and he was just riding his electric scooter. This was one of two, I think a 19-year-old. Mississippi State football player died, and the, the reveal of his death wasn't wasn't out. But that's yeah. two young young you know guys with their future ahead of them. You know, you're playing college football. But and... why would he risk being on a scooter anyway? That that seems kind of 
kind of foolish. But we've had several people text in and say, you know, look, they they dart in and out on these scooters, yeah. and something bad's going to happen. And I and I get it. I, so. I can see how they'd be concerned about that. So uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Beyonce's ten-year-old daughter made a bid for uh, eighty thousand dollar diamond earrings. <laughs> hey, it's good to be the princess. Apparently, <laughs> when your your mom is Beyonce and Jay Z, you. You can, you know, if you, you want to bid 80K on a pair of earrings, <laughs> you, you can, can do, do that. that. Uh, also had uh, something sent to me over the weekend about Scaremare. Uh, apparently, people were showing up at Scaremare over the weekend. There was a person in the street directing traffic with uh, official-looking orange wand into the parking lot. Uh, the gates were open at the corner of uh, James and Carroll in front of Fiber Technologies, which is across the street. They say they walked in, uh, walked up the street to the entrance of Scaremare, completed Scaremare, and when they were walking back around 8.45, their van was on the back of a tow truck. And um, I ran over to get in front of the tow truck. Uh, Mitchell's towing and recovering, they said. And the tow truck driver told me, uh, that we were parked in a private lot. He said the tow truck company owner was across the street, and for me to go talk to them, the driver then told me that if I had $150 cash, he would drop my vehicle and not take it to the impound lot. But if I didn't have it, it would be 175 to get my vehicle out. When I walked across the street, the owner told me it would be 250 to get my vehicle from the lot. He also said the owner of Fiber Technologies is the person that called to have us towed. There are no signs posted not to park there, private property, anything like that. I think this is racketeering at its highest. We were baited to park there so that after we walked to Scaremare, they could tow the trucks. He said there must have been at least 100 vehicles in the lot. Surely not. You think? It sounds suspicious. Given it, it does. If they've got somebody ushering you in there. Yeah. I wonder if anybody else had this experience. They said their night got very expensive very fast. Had to, uh, uh, after paying a lot to go to Scaremare, everybody was stranded in the cold trying to figure out how to get rides to the impound lot and where to get cash to pay for get the car released. All righty. Well. That's going to be see, interesting. If you, go, if you follow my philosophy of never trying to get scared, avoid the problem. <laughs> see, <laughs> you don't go to get scared and you don't have the issue to begin with. See, we're the same there because I don't I do not do that either. So there you go. Uh, we do have Kimberly McBroom on the way in a little bit. She has got some headlines for us to talk about. Franklin County Sheriff's Office got a call around 1230 in the morning for a possible drowning at Smith Mountain Lake. And a man was found dead there. She's going to have that story. Police in Radford investigating a shooting near the university-owned apartment complex. And they're going to be talking about Powerball jackpot. That's up to $610 million. Do you play Powerball? I don't, but I might need but to buy I know. Maybe we need to. Yeah. We might have to. We may have to go and find that. Also going to talk about... Um, a fire in Danville, 
uh, missing Nelson County teen they were looking for over the weekend. Fortunately, she has been found. And a former West Virginia lawmaker who participated in January 6th, he has completed his prison sentence. So we're probably going to be hearing from him. Uh, So we're going to have all those stories coming up here in just a little bit. Also, we're going to take a look at your forecast, which is going to be a little bit warmer this week than it was last week. Temperatures are going to be in the 70s and uh, overnight lows in the 50s. So definitely warmer uh, than last week. I can wear week. shorts today, which is great. Yeah, you can wear you can wear shorts. You don't have to bundle up quite so much, and it doesn't look like anything's gonna, you know, frost or freeze overnight. So definitely going to be a warmer trend. We'll see how long that lasts. With uh, WDBJ7 sharing that information with us in just a little bit. Thanks so much for joining us. Keep our numbers handy. Our toll free number 866 916 3776 and our text number 434 248 We're going to take a look at that story after our uh, local headlines and Five and Dine. We're going to do that uh, bizarre theory of Stacey Abrams. We'll play that for you. Interesting Monday. Thanks for joining us. time for your morning jam weather brought to you by wdbj7 after waking up to temperatures in the upper 30s and low to mid 40s will warm up well into the 70s this afternoon wall-to-wall sunshine expected through the morning hours and through the afternoon for tonight temperatures dipping only into the 40s under a mostly clear sky and for your tuesday a mix of sun and clouds high temperatures in the upper 60s and lower 70s we will see rain chances returning by wednesday drying out by thursday And currently we have 47 degrees in Lynchburg, 44 degrees in Bedford, 43 in Roanoke and Salem, 44 in Danville, and 48 in Appomattox. Uh, Now I will say in Lynchburg and Bedford, we definitely have some fog in those areas. So you may want to slow down a little, allow yourself a little extra time there. Well, we do have an update on the Nelson County Sheriff's Office. They had announced that uh, that teen that they've been looking for, Skylar uh, Cabanis of of Faber, uh, she has been located. The 16-year-old had last been seen at her home in the Faber area of uh, Nelson County. And uh, they, Nelson County Sheriff's Office, uh, thanked the local community and helping them locate the teen. They say she was found uh, safe and sound, and um, and they're thankful for the community's help with that. A North Carolina man has been arrested in charge with the killing of a Bedford County woman. Trenton Fries, 28, was charged with second-degree murder, which was the death of Caitlin Montgomery, who was the daughter of Lynchburg Sheriff's Office Secretary Crystal Sale. Mm. So um, their statement was, it's with heavy hearts that we report the tragedy that has reached the family of Lynchburg Sheriff's Office this past week with the loss of Caitlin Montgomery, daughter of Lynchburg Sheriff's Office Secretary Crystal Sale. Please join the members of the Lynchburg Sheriff's Office and offer your prayers and support for Caitlin's family and friends. We wish 
to thank Sheriff Miller and the Bedford County Sheriff's Office, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, and all in agencies involved for their tireless investigation on this case. This, uh, this occurred on October 7th when Bedford County Sheriff's deputies responded to the Madison View Drive in Forest and found Montgomery unresponsive. She was taken to Lynchburg General Hospital where she died the next day. Through a joint investigation involving, as mentioned, Bedford County and the FBI, Fry was identified as the suspect October 20th, 2022. He was taken into custody in Greensboro, North Carolina. He's waiting extradition back to Bedford. Well, they had a fire in the Danville area. Danville Fire Department responded to a fire at the Danville Mobile Home Court shortly after 4 p.m. on Sunday. Crews reported a single-wide mobile home with smoke showing from the front. This was on Piney Forest Road. All of the people were outside prior to the fire department's arrival. The firefighters located three dogs inside, got them out safely with no injuries. The fire marshal's office determined that the cause was an electrical short underneath the trailer. The home sustained minor smoke damage on the inside and minor fire damage underneath. The American Red Cross is going to be helping the family with housing for the night. So thankfully they were able to get the uh, animals out. And as always, I remind you that uh, the SBCA does have stickers that you can put on your door that will help you um, notify first responders as to how many animals they're looking for when they come to your home. So that's always a good thing to put in for. And it's absolutely free. You just fill out a form and they send it to you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. An event in Roanoke remembered victims of domestic violence and delivered a message of hope for people who are involved in abusive relationships. This gathering happened Friday at the Salvation Army of Roanoke and included a moment of silence in the names of 70, 77 people who died as a result of domestic violence. It also included a testimony from survivors like Erica Ramirez. Organized in partnership with the Council of Community Services, the Roanoke Valley Violence Pre- Prevention Council, Total Action for Progress and other organizations, the event included recognition of advocates who had helped many in our community move towards recovery. The event was titled A Walk in Their Shoes. Hmm. So pretty good event. Um, of course, if if you need to reach out, there's you know some great organizations here. Uh, if you want to find the article online, they, they help you out with that as well. So uh, unfortunate situation is, uh, you know, I've never been in a relationship that's that bad, but I've been in, I've been in an abusive relationship. And, Chan- chances yeah. are everybody knows someone. Yeah. Um, and, and some the interesting thing is because not all abuse is physical abuse. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you don't realize it until you're out of it that that you have that going on. So. Uh, my mama you, told me you're gonna you're just gonna. My mama told me if you don't have anything nice to say, you don't say it at all. Okay. Good, good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> that's a, that's good. Uh, San Jose State running back Camden McWright was hit and killed um, by a school bus when he was riding an electric scooter. That happened on Friday. Uh, university says they're co- uh, cooperating with the California Highway Patrol, the San Jose Police Department, uh, the, the Office of Student Affairs, and athletics in the aftermath of this death the spartans coach said we lost an amazing young man tragically 
this morning. Camden had a bright future ahead of him, and everyone in this community that had the opportunity to spend time with him knew that. We're trying to deal with the news of this tragedy and appreciate everyone supporting during these difficult times. Our thoughts and prayers are with the McWright family, and I want them to know that we're all there for them. Camden will always be in our hearts, and he will be profoundly missed. So he was 18 years old. He was a native of Silmar, California. The bus struck the freshman running back about uh, about two blocks from the campus. According uh, to CHP, at least 14 students were on board at the time of the accident. They confirmed the bus entered the intersection while the traffic light was green. The 18-year-old pedestrian riding an electric scooter was traveling south on 10th Street and entered the intersection at the crosswalk and was crossing to the opposite sidewalk. He was in the crosswalk when he was struck by the bus. He did sustain fatal injuries at the scene. Now, I had a couple of listeners send me links to the story, and they say that they're just so afraid something like this is going to happen on one of our campuses, especially Liberty, where there's a lot of scooters darting in and out there. Yeah, it's becoming more and more. Like, that wasn't a thing when I was in college, and maybe because tech is like the way the campus is. It's is not, it scooter friendly? <laughs> no, it's walk it's friendly, more bike friendly. Like, okay, you could rent a bike there. Like they had that, you know, like city bikes in New York is the only comparison I could have. They just started bringing those in when I my senior year. Uh-huh. I I didn't see many scooters. I saw lots of mopeds. I can see why, especially first year students, if you know if they don't have cars and stuff, why that would be. And they're fun. They're fun to ride. Yeah. Um. You know the difference is. A car might be able to stop pretty quickly. A bus is not going to be able to stop it so fast. And I don't know what the answer is other than to, you know, just get rid of the scooters. We also get a lot of people concerned because the same thing's going on in downtown Lynchburg and uh, and, and in Roanoke. They're in Roanoke uh, as well. So And there's not defined crosswalks really in downtown downtown Lynchburg. Like, Unlike here, like there, he was in. A well, it's better than it used to be. I mean, there, there didn't used to be any. I mean, I have to cross the street every time I go to my car, mm-hmm. and there's I don't cross like I, I guess I quote unquote jaywalk because there's no crosswalk, but like it. So it's it's kind of. But even when we, because when I was doing downtown revitalization, that was one of the things that we would do to try to educate mm-hmm. because. At that time, there weren't as many businesses, so people just kind of got used to there not being that many pedestrians. But then, as more and more restaurants and more and more people were walking, um, we really had to do kind of an educational campaign. The pedestrians have the right-of-way. You have to stop at the crosswalks and let the pedestrians go through. And sometimes people still blow through them. So, you know, you're not going to win that game of chicken if it's, you know, a person or a vehicle. That's not going to happen, but understandably so, I would I would be concerned as well. And then when you have those concerns, and then you see a story like this one uh, taking place on a campus, I think it just raises that up even more. So I guess the the one thing we can do is be more mindful um, when we are riding on those campuses. Uh, one person texted Dale said, "My wife." sent this she's been warning me about this all year and once again she was right yeah for sure so just keep an eye out for these uh 
for these kids and then talk to your kids about being if they want to ride them fine but they've got to ride them just like they're in a car and not assume that people are going to be looking out for them for sure it's time for janet's five and dine on the morning jam give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight five and dine is brought to you by our friends at fnl market they're on memorial avenue in lynchburg they are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check hey don't forget fnl is now taking orders for company turkeys and hams if uh, you own a business and you're wanting to do that for your customers or for your employees it would be a great gift this time of year, and you can reach out to FNL at 434-846-7448. Ask to speak with Todd directly, and he'll make sure that's taken care of. Well, it's going to be warmer this week, so I thought I would do a fall recipe that uh, would kind of go along with the temperatures. Apples are in. I'm going to give you a recipe for an apple pecan fall salad. My favorite apple, uh, which I use with this, is a Honeycrisp, but... You know, Fuji's are also good. Gala's are good. Jonathan's are good. You're going to want six cups of mixed greens, one of your apples of choice, and a pear is also nice to put into this salad as well. A third of a cup of craisins and a half a cup of blue cheese. You're also going to want a half a cup of salted pecans for this. And then you're going to uh, layer that salad up beautifully. And you're going to make this honey mustard dressing to go on top because Homemade dressings are always better. A half a cup of olive oil, one-fourth of a cup of fresh lime juice, two tablespoons of honey, a teaspoon of Dijon mustard, one teaspoon of salt, and a half a teaspoon of pepper. Just put it over in a mason jar, shake it up really good, and then uh, put that over your salad and then top it with a blue cheese and the salted pecans. It is such a great, easy fall salad. for you to put together so you want to see this recipe just go to our facebook type in janet's five and dine join that group you'll see every recipe that we share brought to you by fnl market where their meats are a cut above before you fire up the coffee maker turn on the morning jam I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL, save on sirloin tip roast, $3.98 a pound. Whole boneless pork loins are $2.69 a pound and sliced for free. Family pack boneless pork chops are $2.98 a pound. And leg quarters are $6.80 for a 10-pound bag. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to 833-605-1804. Join the VIP Text Club for exclusive deals and flash sales. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. children is why you're worried about your price for gas it's why you're concerned about how much food costs for women this is not a reductive issue you can't 
divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Okay, there you go. So Stacey Abrams was asked about the economy. She was asked about inflation. And she pivots to abortion. Let's play that again, shall we? Let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. Is that why you're worried about your price for gas? Because you don't have any kids. I mean, no. I'm pretty sure there are people all over the country. I mean, that would be news to me. Who are concerned about their price of gas. They're concerned about their rents going through the roof. They're concerned about um, their jobs not being able to make a, a living wage, jobs that are going away. Um, there are all kinds of people worried about this, and it has absolutely nothing to do with abortion, Stacey Abrams. This is ridiculous. Now, in this uh, interview that they did on Fox News, they actually spoke with someone uh, from the mighty state of Georgia who weighed in on the situation. Let's continue with that. Joining me live is Fox News contributor and Georgia resident Alveda King. Alveda, good morning to you. She was asked about inflation and she actually pivoted to abortion and turned aborting a child into an issue of economic convenience, which is so far from safe, legal and rare. What do you make of this? You know, when you look at that perspective, what Stacey Abrams is saying, be afraid, be so afraid, you want to get abortions first. It's more important to get an abortion than it is to pray, than it is to unify, come together, solve the problems of America together. And so when people are afraid, they will make decisions even to taking the life of an innocent person. And so this fear-mongering that Stacy is promoting is not helping. And so when women are scared or frightened or don't know where the next meal is coming from, it's very unkind to suggest, make sure you abort your baby, because yeah. otherwise you're going to starve to death. And that's pretty much exactly what she's saying, is you got to get rid of that baby because you're number one, 434 248 uh, 0704, our toll-free number, 866-916-3776. What are your thoughts on Stacey Abrams and uh, what she had to say about, uh, I mean, they're trying to make everything about abortion, everything. Stick to the message. Yeah. That, Janet, stick to the message. Exactly. Stick to the message. It's, you can't talk about anything else. You got to talk about you know what we but here's the thing studies are showing and the surveys are clear the message isn't what they think it is i mean voters are concerned about the economy they're concerned that we don't have energy independence in this country that's what they're concerned about they know full well that abortion sadly is not going to go away says uh with everything the democrats are doing it's like we're living in a comic book yes it is gotham that's where we're living i want to take this opportunity to talk about an event that's coming up this weekend october the 29th at noon it's going to be at calvary baptist church um i'll be one of the speakers there it's called stand for life be a voice for the voiceless 
and uh, uh, Congressman Bob Good is going to be there. Senator Amanda Chase is going to be there. Melvin Adams, Danita Lewis, I'll be there. Uh, Summer Mays is going to be there. If you heard us do the Jane Doe Silent No More interview with Sarah Mays, who is helping co-host this event, uh, then you know the story behind Summer's being uh, Sarah was a victim of uh, a, a gang rape when she was a student at Liberty University. And Summer is the byproduct of that horrible incident. She is a beautiful young woman. Uh, she is something glorious that came out of something horrible. She is the very message of hope and healing that people need to hear. I, I hope that there are going to be a lot of people at this event Um on Saturday, because it's really important that we stop being a bystander in this situation. Uh, it's going to be at Calvary Baptist Church, Stand for Life Rally, October 29th. Uh, it seems like Christian people have been silent far too long, which is, I, I think, a lot of the blame lies squarely at our feet because uh, nobody wants to offend anyone. And nobody wants to be called hateful or, um, you know, misogynistic or any of the plethora of names that they'll call you if you dare to disagree. And um, and we've got to start speaking up for those who cannot speak up for themselves. When you've got somebody like Stacey Abrams talking about how aborting your child is somehow the answer to economic downturns it's it's just even for her it's a lot and she is a lot in general so i don't even know how we we got to this point but this is where we are um there are a lot of uh, stories out there talking about how women could really turn this uh, midterm election around and how hispanic women could really make a difference in this election. And I think maybe that's not going to be great for the Democrats. A Face the Nation focus group of GOP Democratic parents sound off on woke culture overtaking the U.S. A Face the Nation focus group uh, featuring Republicans, Democrats, and independents unanimously agreed on one thing, that woke culture has become the prime concern for parents trying to raise their children in modern-day America. It's a segment called Eye on America Election Influencers, and they ask a group of parents to get candid about the issues that they will prioritize when voting and the struggles that they have raising kids in a post-pandemic era. John, who was a Texas Republican, cited the woke overhaul of U.S. education as a key issue for parents. Since the whole woke culture affecting our children, all these elementary, middle schools having woke culture pushed on them from the LGBTQ plus community for sexual identity and gender, we should push pause. We should be push, pushing the actual school studies, math, social studies, science, not gender studies. Agreed. The uh, Illinois Democrat and mother of eight largely agreed. She said, I can agree with some of these points. I will say sex education. I feel like some things are brought to the children's attention that they wouldn't even be thinking about 
at that age. Children are really influenced. You can teach them one thing at home, but they go to school. They're just as much influenced by their teachers and their surroundings. They said parents should have more say over what children are being taught. Stephanie was an independent from Arkansas. She also agreed, spotlighting the struggles children are facing as they get back to their classrooms after extended school closures. Later on in the segment, LaShawn took aim at leaders of her own party for putting the needs of illegal migrants before Americans with misguided open border policies. So it seems like a lot of these folks are agreeing on the same things. Many of the things that you text me about, many of the things that you call about, we've got representatives from all parties saying, these are the big deals. This is what we're talking about. In our next hour, we're going to be uh, sharing some some interviews with you about um, the white replacement theory that people have. That that's why conservatives are so upset about immigration. It's not that it's overtaxing our systems. It's that they're concerned about white replacement theory. And they also have MSNBC blaming racism for the popularity of uh, the Florida governor among Hispanics. I don't know how they can have it both ways. Mike Norfield's going to be joining us in the next hour. He'll share the rest of the show with us. And we're going to be talking about um, the elderly, how to care for aging parents and how to keep them healthy. All that is coming up. Bill Trafaro on the way from our Roanoke News Desk. Thanks this morning for joining us on The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.